Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. He that hath an ear to hear what the Spirit says to the church. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. One more time. Do you have an ear? Do you have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church? an ear what is he saying wake up wake up we have sat in the pew for a hundred years and we have allowed the enemy to ravish our nation we've allowed the enemy to ravish our church we have allowed the enemy to abuse and ravish our children we have allowed the enemy to kill them we have allowed the enemy to fill our church with religion. We have allowed the enemy to fill us with compromise. I got to hit it again, y'all. It's compromise when we are not on fire for him. It is compromise when I can go three or four days and not look at his word. It is compromise when I can go three or four or five days and not get in the presence of God. My spirit, my soul should be crying out for the presence of God. I cannot make it without you. You will not make it without him. Let me tell you, gross darkness. It's already been said today. That's darkness that you cannot see through. Can I tell you that if you start researching anything, you're going to see how dark this world is. They are trying to get it established that pedophilia is okay. That's just how you're made. Can, if we don't get between the porch and the altar... If we don't stop worrying about me and what's going on in my little life and start crying out for this nation, start crying out for this world, the enemy is going to take us over. He will take you over. You will have to be done away with because casual Christians will become casualties. That's what it means that if it were possible, the very elect would be deceived. It's going to be so good. It's going to sound so good. They're going to be bringing fire down from heaven. How many of you have ever seen it? Have you ever seen a son or 
daughter of God, bring fire down from heaven. Well, the devil's fixing to do it, and he's going to do it in the name of God. And the church is going to be deceived if you do not hook up with the living God. If you don't start getting on your face and crying out, God, don't let them take this country, God. Don't let the, don't let the dark ones, don't let the dark ones, God, have this country. It is not time yet. There are things that will happen. It is written in the word, and there is nothing you can do to change it. It will happen. Bread will cost a day's wage. It will happen. They will shut your mouth. But it ain't time yet. It's not time yet. There's a harvest out there that if we don't get on fire for God, if we don't deal with the complacency and the compromise in our life, if we don't stand up and be on fire for God, his inheritance is going to hell. Your sons and daughters, your grandchildren, they're going to hell. And it is God's will that my whole house go with me. Yes, it is. It is his will. He says it's not my will that any perish, but that all come. I just think that there's not going to be too many more cries for us to get up out of our pews. There's not going to be too many more cries for us to stop wanting to come to church so I can get a touch. Oh, God. There's not going to be too many more cries for that. If that's what we do and that's what we're focused on, that's what we serve God for so I can get another touch. I can feel good today. I need a goosebump. I ain't had no goosebumps in seven years. I need God to touch me. You've been asking for a lot. on the internet on the internet and start searching for things that's going on behind the scenes <laughs> you ain't been through nothing I'm sorry that you ain't been through that you ain't been through some of that and we're just sitting here worried about me I'm just I'm talking to me y'all I'm just sitting here worried about me and how the devil's beating my brain up And I have been crying out for a couple of weeks. God, we got, you got to have the spirit of conviction. Conviction's going to fall on us. And Daddy, Daddy said that to me this morning. He said, what's wrong? It's what we're lacking is conviction. I said, Daddy, I've been crying for two weeks. God, we got to have conviction. You have got to pour out the spirit of conviction on your church, on your body. He told Peter, can I tell you this? Standing, you know, there's 12 gates to hell on this earth. 12. Where Satan comes in and out is his gates. And one of them is Mount Hermon in Caesarea Philippi. And no Jew worth his salt would ever go to Caesarea Philippi. But Jesus took his disciples and he said, come on, we got to go somewhere. And that's where he went. And he stood right in front of the gate of hell on Mount Hermon. And he said, 
Can you say I am? And to the spirit of the living God, Peter said, you sweet son of God that ain't set up on this rock. I'm going to build my you. I'm going to build my church. That's who you are. And in that revelation, he was the son of the living God in front of the gates of hell where Balaam walked in the underworld to visit him. He said, the gates of hell will not stop my church. But my church better get up. She better get up. I better get up. I better get up and I better get on between the porch and the altar and I better start crying out, God, do a work in me, God. Set me on fire, God, because the world is going to hell in a handbasket. And I don't want half my loved ones to go through what I'm fixing to happen. I don't want them to have to go through it. Before they get saved, he's shaking. He said once more, he gave us this word in Haggai. He said, I didn't have a clue. He said once more, I shake the heavens and the earth. He's, he's shaking the heavens and the earth. Don't let him have to shake you more than this. Don't let him shake you more than this. This is a pretty good shaking. Church, us. Colossians says that you are the body of Christ, which means the church. And he said that hell would not overcome you. It don't mean hell ain't going to come knocking. Don't mean that. But he said hell will not overcome you if you don't lay down and let it. We can't lay down anymore. We got see we I think we got a distorted view of our Savior. He was he was the suffering servant. He was he was the lamb that laid his life down so that he could buy back the authority that he gave you. So that hell would not prevail. But now, <laughs> now, that is not who he is anymore. And we got to look at him as who he is now. Who he is now. Who? He <laughs> he's riding on a white horse and I can just about see that he's sitting on that horse now on that horse. I can just see it pawing because <laughs> he's wanting to come. He's wanting to come, but he knows. <laughs> he knows we're not ready. We're not ready yet. We're not ready yet. His church is not ready yet. <laughs> not ready. Because we think that the enemy has more power. We think about the body of Christ and I know what we say but what do we do we think that the enemy has more power we think that there's really there's nothing I can do 
I can do is pray. And that's the first thing you got to be doing is praying, and then you got to get up. And you got to go. We got to get out there. That's where they're dying. Although, there's a lot dying in here. There's a whole lot dying in here. We got to, you got to wake up. You got to wake up, wake up. Up. We don't want another Jacob. He is the conqueror. He has conquered the world. He conquered sin. He came here as a man just like me and you. Just like me and you. And all he had was the power of the Holy Ghost. Just like me and you. And he did what he did. that I could do what he did. This ministry has become a part of when we know we've got to repent for being complacent. We've got to repent for thinking that I'm something that I'm not. We've got to repent for sitting here and allowing the enemy little by little by little take our nation he's taken it but there's still some time there's still some time it's not over with yet there's still time that we can do something and it's going to begin right there that's where it begins is right here on these altars God forgive me God, forgive me. Forgive me for being a lover of the world. Forgive me for being a lover of the world, God. Forgive me for allowing compromise to come into my life. And I might just have to get a little graphic with you so that we realize what we're doing. Because I've been bought. I have been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. It cost the blood of Jesus to buy me and you. And he did that because the little G God of this world, that's the God who murders our babies. The God who abuses children. The God who skins them alive. The God who abuses you. The God who gets you, he tempts you with drugs and alcohol and sex, he tempts you with all of that and then he rips your life apart because you're doing it thank you that little G, God that we say we would never serve I would never serve him, I hate the devil I hate the devil but I yield myself to him all the time when I step into fear, when I step into religion, when I step into condemnation, and I tell you you're something that you shouldn't be when I'm the same thing, I am lining myself up with that devil, with Satan. If I look at you and think differently of you because of the color of your skin or your gender, I'm lining myself up with him. 
how can I do that to Christ? How can I do that to Christ? Who saved me, who made me whole, who wiped away everything that the enemy did to me. And then I'm going to come and I'm going to line myself up with him when it's dark and no one's looking. And so I just turn my little phone off. Ain't nobody looking. It's just me. And those desires start coming. I'm lining myself up with the one who's destroying. He's destroying your sons and daughters. He's destroying me. He's trying to take us out. And if we don't rise up, if we don't rise up, in Revelation 19, 8, I think, says that the bride, the wife, made herself ready. We got to make ourselves ready. We make ourselves ready. I can't lay there saying, God, do something. God, do something. God, fix me. God, fix Well, he's showing me a few things because I have compromise in my heart. He's trying to fix us. He's trying to wake us up. He's trying to show us. If I don't intercede, if I'm not interceding, what the heck am I doing? If I'm not laying between the porch and the altar and crying, God, let us carry your glory. God, clean me up. God, take everything out of me. God, show me what's in me so I can deal with me. Show me what's in here so I can deal with it. Because I'll deal with it, God. You show it to me, I'll deal with it. And then he shows you, you are complacent. Or he says, you're compromising me. You're compromising holiness. You are a king and a priest. You are. You are kings and priests on this earth. He said the heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to man. And you are kings and priests on this earth. Revelation 1, I think it's 6, says that. You are kings and priests. But his kings and his priests right now are sacrificing on the altars of Baal. That ain't nothing like, that ain't in my notes. The kings and priests of the Most High God are sacrificing on the altars of Baal because we're more consumed with the world. I'm more consumed with the things of the world, the things in the world, than I am with him. There's supposed to be a difference between me and you. Me and you and the world, there's supposed to be a difference. I'm supposed to carry myself different. That's not self-righteous. I carry myself different. We are supposed to walk in holiness. Holiness is not what you dress like, although it affects it. Holiness is not how you act, although it affects it. Holiness is the condition of my heart. And am I doing his work to the of my ability am I doing his word do we do his word 
or do I just read it and go on my day because I fulfilled that, you know, I satisfied that thing in me. I wanted to tell you today that you're a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. But that's not what I feel in my spirit right now. You are more than a conqueror. But, 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 there's compromise in my life. There's compromise in me. Sometimes I yield myself to the enemy. I am a king and a priest of the Most High God. But I yield myself to rage. I yield myself to Jezebel. I yield myself to the spirit of religion. I yield myself to self-righteousness. And he's crying out. He's crying out for you today. Let him change our hearts. Let him change his body. Let him change us. And if you say, well, I hadn't, I hadn't yielded myself to control in a long time. <laughs> or if you say, well, you know, I got rid of religion a long time ago. I ain't religious no more. I'm talking to you. That's who I'm talking to. It's you. If you say, well, you know, I feel like I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm pretty good. Me and the, me and the good Lord, we got it going on. We're good. I'm talking to you then. I'm talking to you. If you think you're okay, then I'm talking to you. And he said, do you have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church today? We better wake up. We don't have much time. He said three or four times in the book of Revelation, I come quickly. I come quickly. I come quickly. I come quickly. He's coming quickly. I'm coming quickly. I'm coming quickly. I'm coming quickly. You know a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. He's been gone two days. Two days. More than two days. He said, I'm coming quickly. I'm coming quickly. Get on the altar and cry out to a living God to save you and to fill you with his power with the Holy Ghost and fire the Holy Ghost and fire is the only way is the only way he's the only way he's the only way we're gonna make he's the only way my family's coming he's the only way my kids are coming out of office he's the only way my kids are coming out of addiction he's the only way 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 my kids are coming out of it He's the only way I'm coming out of it. He's the only way. He's the only way. He, Jesus, and the power of the Spirit of the living God is the only way. 
the only way. We cry, we cry out all the time, you know, God save them. God save them. God save them. And then I live like hell in front of them. I live like hell. I'm the church. I'm the church. I'm the church. I'm a king and a priest of the most high God. And I yield to my fleshly desires. I yield to my emotions instead of God. When he's telling me, don't say that, don't do that, don't say that. And I say it anyway. And I'm, I'm a priest and a king. I'm the governing voice on this earth. You are the governing voice on this earth. But most of the time we're too wrapped up in what's going on in my life that I cannot govern what's going on in his kingdom. I cannot govern what's going on in the earth that he gave me to rule over. Because I'm worried about what's going on in my emotions and my feelings. Oh God, forgive us. Forgive us, God. Please grant us repentance, God. I cry out for conviction to fall upon your people, God. Conviction to fall upon your church first, God. He says judgment comes to my house first. Judgment comes on the house of God before it comes on the world. And we better bow to his judgment we better bow to the king of all kings. We better bow to the Lord. We better bow to him. And this ain't no grown-up message. It don't matter how old or how young you are. If you're 14 or you're 10 or you're 8 or you're 80, you better bow. You better bow our knee now because you're going to bow your knee then. And I want my knee bowed now. I want my tongue to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And he's Lord over my life. He's Lord over my life. He's Lord over me. I obey what he says do. My ear is open, God. Speak to me, Lord. I hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Wake up, church, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Because see, if we'll wake up and we'll cry on the altars and we'll say, God, do this in me, God. I give my desires to you. I give my life to you. I surrender myself to you, God. I surrender my wants and my needs. I surrender all these temptations, God. I surrender them to you. I surrender my life to you, God. And I get up and I start walking in the power of Holy Ghost. Obeying everything that he says. Going everywhere he says go. Speaking to everyone he says speak to. I don't have to make things up. I just have to hear his voice and obey him. I have to come in here on Sunday morning. And he is my focus. He is my only thing. He is what I'm going after. And I'm going after more of him. Not to be touched by him. To touch him. I need to touch him.
touch him for a change. I need to touch him. I need for my worship to touch him for a change. Oh, my shake up my saying. Forgive us, God. Forgive us, God. That we can take our friends. They're being abused by the enemy. And we can take our friends. We can take them. We can take them. God spoke that to somebody in here a few weeks ago. They're yours for the picking. Just go pick them. They're yours for the picking. That harvest is ready. They need to see the supernatural, but they need to see God's supernatural because they are fully jumping in to the dark side, fully jumping in. And a lot of it is in the church. A lot of it is in the house of God. Amen. And we get confused because we don't know him, because we don't know him. We don't know him. And the power of his resurrection. He got a two-edged sword. Can you imagine? He got a two-edged sword that comes out of his mouth. He cuts you going in and he cuts you coming out. But he heals you. There's fire. Fire in his eyes. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God, to be what you died for us to be. Help us, God. Forgive me, God. Forgive me, God. Forgive me, God, I've been complacent. Forgive me, God, I've walked in compromise. Forgive me, God. Forgive me, God, for not going after you with every ounce of my being. Forgive me, God, for not breaking up fully with the world. Forgive me, God, for looking like the world and sounding like the world, for acting like the world. Forgive me, God, for knowing more about a movie star than I know about you. Forgive me, God. Forgive me, God, for looking at that singer as some kind of an idol. Forgive me, God, for having idols in my heart. Forgive me, God, that I am the biggest idol in my heart. Forgive me, God. Let conviction fall in your house, God. Let conviction fall. Let conviction fall in your church, oh God. Let conviction fall, God, that we get our hearts right with you, God. That if I am the wife of Jesus Christ, I better prepare myself and I better not say that I'm riding in on my wife's coattail or my husband's coattail or my mother and father's. It's your relationship. Do you go after God? Do you go after Him? Or are we more concerned with our friends? Are we more concerned with what movie's coming out? Are we more concerned with finding something to do? What am I concerned with? I better be concerned with Him. Because I'm going to say it again, casual Christians will become casualties 
in this end time. I heard someone say he believes in a pre-tribulation rapture, but he said it's going to get so bad we're going to think we're already in tribulation. We're going to think we're already in tribulation, and we better be brave. I have got to go into the trap house and bring light. I've got to walk into darkness and bring light. I cannot be afraid to go where the devil lives. I can't be afraid to go where he's at. I can't be afraid because he's not going to prevail over me. He's not going to prevail. He will not prevail over the church. But God will raise somebody else up if I don't stand up. If I don't clothe myself in his power and his might, then he will raise up somebody else because God will have his way. He will have his way. And I want him to use me. I want him to use you. I want freedom ministries to scare the hell out of the devil. I want him to scare the hell out of CrossFit. I want him to scare the hell out of this nation. And the only way we do that is grabbing a hold of God with everything we have and obeying his every word and not looking at somebody else because they do it different than me. God will deal with God's people deal with me God and I'm going to tell you every time I pray that stuff starts happening God deal with me God break this outer man (laughs) break this outer man break this outer man so that the inner man can come forth God break this outer man God I don't want to control the spirit of the living God I don't want to be found controlling God. I don't want to be found scared of the move, trying to stop the move. I don't want to be found that way, God. Forgive me. Forgive me, God. Forgive me, God. And I'm sorry. Forgive me for being more concerned about my anxiety. I'm more concerned about my depression. I'm more concerned about it than I am people going to hell. I'm more concerned about my feelings than I am about your body not even knowing you. Help us, God. Help us, God. I want when the enemy comes, because he's coming, but when he comes that he finds nothing in me. I don't want him to find anything in me. You know we can be that way. Jesus said we could be that way. That when he comes, he don't find nothing in me. No fear in me, no complacency in me, no lethargy in me, nothing in me. No desire for pornography in me. No desire for the same sex in me. Somewhere around the end of Revelation where it talks about no liars and no cowardly are going into heaven. He also says the sexually immoral. He deals with that sin more than any other sin. Please hear me. Sometimes we just have to get graphic. But if I am addicted to pornography, that is sexual immorality. 
if I am addicted to same-sex sex. That is sexual immorality. If I am addicted, if I want to have sex with someone that I am not legally married to, who is the opposite sex, that is sexual immorality. God help your church. That's half the church. That's why I believe that Dr. Cirillo was right when he said probably only 20% of the church will go in the rapture. That's a scary thought. That's me and you. We're the church. We're the church. And we don't know God. We don't know him. When things get tough, I start crying, God, when you going to help me? God, when you go fix this for me? God, don't you know this is hard? Honey, you ain't seen hard. You ain't seen hard yet. My husband treats me bad. You ain't seen nothing. You ain't seen nothing yet. My kid is disrespectful or crazy. You ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing. And I think it's coming pretty I really do. I think it's coming pretty fast. We've been in the last days for more than 2,000 years. And I think it's right. Rhonda had a, no, well, Pastor Dana had a dream the other day. And an apostle was saying, it's 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock. That means work's over. Come on, y'all. That means work's over. Time for work is almost over. It's almost up. It's 5 o'clock. It's, hey, it's time to get off work. He said it's soon going to be night where no man can work. Oh, God, I pray for me and this body and these people that are watching on Facebook Live, on YouTube. God, we pray. For your conviction to fall upon your body, God. Let conviction fall upon the body of Christ. Let us see the lateness of the hour, God. Let us see what time we are in, God. Let us discern the times, God. Never have we ever seen such darkness that's coming to light. This darkness is coming out of the dark. This darkness is coming right out onto the streets. The darkness is coming right out onto the streets. And we just turn our little head. Because I don't know that I have anything. Then I don't. If I think I don't have anything, I don't. And I need to get on my face. Like I've been doing, God. Why don't I have something, God? What's wrong with me? What's going on in me? Because your power ain't flowing through me. I'm supposed to set the captive free. I'm supposed to bring sight to the blind. I'm supposed to raise the dead. And I'm not talking as pastor. I'm talking as a Christian. I'm talking as a normal, everyday Christian. I should be walking in miracles. And if I'm not, there's complacency in me. If I'm not speaking and it happening... There's complacency in me. There's compromise in me. If I don't speak to the mountain and watch it move. See 
can't move with my eyes, then there's something in me that shouldn't be there because his word is true. And his word said, that's exactly what I'll do. That right there is exactly what I'll do. I can just speak to you and your life change. When we walk into, when we walk into the room, something should happen. When me and you, because the living God is in me and I am in him. And, and whenever I walk into the room, I'm supposed to be bringing him. And we just sang the song, when you walk in the room, every heart starts burning. Yes, exactly. When you and you and you and me walk in the room, every sinner's heart should start burning. There's something in this place. Well, I just walked in here. I feel something. I feel something. Just like Smith Wigglesworth, get on a, a train and never open his mouth. He never said a word. And people were falling in the floor, repenting. He'd walk in the bar, sit down at the table, never open his mouth. He never preached to him. He never said, you're going to hell. Everyone of y'all going to hell. He never did that. He just sat down because he knew that his God was with him. And if that is how he was, how are we supposed to be? How much more? The closer it gets to that day, and it's 5 o'clock, and nobody's going to be able to work. That means you ain't going to be able to go out and get nobody saved. Right? And nobody's going to be able to work. We're coming real close. We're not there yet. We're coming real close to 5 o'clock. It's almost quitting time. It's almost time. So we don't have it just a little bit. Just a little bit of time. That we can get our hearts right with God. We can get these sinners saved. God's inheritance. They are God's inheritance. That's Jesus' inheritance for what he did. And the God, little g, of this world has blinded them to the light of the gospel. They cannot see. And I'm supposed to go in and blind them with the light. I'm supposed to go in there after I done prayed and light just dispel all of that darkness. you died for me to be. Help me to be what I agreed with you in heaven that I would be when you put me on this earth on this day. He knew he knew that there was something in you that you would not back down to the enemy. So stop. Stop backing down. Rise up. You've got to rise up and be who you are. Come on, rise up. We are the church. We are the body of the living God. I am a king and a priest. I'm a king and a priest. I'm more than a conqueror. Do you know what that means? He already won. He already won. And I just go in and reap the spoils. That's what more than a conqueror is. I heard a woman, she explained it this way. Only she is the tennis player, and I don't know any. But if Drew Brees, Drew Brees gets paid big bucks for what he does. 
But he takes his check and he cashes it and he hands it to Miss Breeze. He's the hero. He's the conqueror. She is more than a conqueror. She does not have to do what he did to get it. She just takes it and she goes and buys Gucci and Prada or whatever else she wants. That's what we are. That's us. We are more than a conqueror. He already defeated the enemy. He, already, he made an open show. He went to hell and he got the keys. And he said, you no longer have authority over my creation. You no longer. Adam gave it to you, but I'm taking it back. And you no longer have any authority over my creation. Now, if the devil's got authority and he's doing anything, it's because I gave it to him. That's why I'm saying we got to wake up. We got to wake up. I'm handing my authority over to him. I'm just handing it to him. He ain't stealing it. I'm handing it over. But he said, you are more than conquerors. Go and, and enforce my will. Go and enforce my kingdom. Go make earth look like heaven. Oh, my God, I failed miserably. But I, there's still time. There's still a little bit of time, but it's only a little bit. I'm telling you, it's only a little bit. Come on. Come on. And I don't care. Again, I don't care if you're 5 or you're 85. There ain't no retirement in the kingdom of God. You either carry the presence of God or you don't. And he doesn't, it's not a junior Holy Ghost and there's not a senior Holy Ghost. Because our bodies are tired. So I'm sorry, guys. No, I'm not. I'm just sorry. Sometimes he makes me say stuff and I'm like, I don't want to say that. Got to say it. Because I, I ain't going to get up there and him say, why you didn't say that? I told you all the other day. You showed me in the word. If I don't say what he says, say then your blood is on my hands. And I ain't having no bloody hands. He said, blow the trumpet and sound the alarm. This is almost up. It's almost over with. And I'm not, I don't want to be found responsible for not telling you. It's almost over. But that should. You know, someone said that somebody, they know how to had a rapture dream and it terrified them. Only reason it terrifies us is because we're afraid we're not going to be ready. But Adam had that rapture dream, and he said there was urgency. There was such urgency, and that's what I feel in my spirit. There is such urgency that this is almost over with. It is almost over with. God, show us exactly what it is that you want us to do that we can reap this harvest that we can preach this gospel of this kingdom in all the earth and then the end will come help us God show us what it is that you want we are supposed to rise up and be that voice, that governmental voice. I am supposed to be telling the darkness. See, I got to suit up with that armor we've been studying. I got to suit up with that armor. I got to come in the power of God and His might. It ain't got nothing to do with me. 
but I come in his power and his might, and I put that whole armor on, and then I stand there and I say, you get back in the name of Jesus, you spirit of depression, get out of my house. You spirit of addiction, get out of me. You spirit of religion, get out of my church. Get out of my church. Get out of my city. Darkness, back up. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Darkness, back up and exposing it everywhere it is. Exposing it. Not sitting back. Not turning my head, but exposing it. And you are not going to be liked, but you just have to get over that. You're going to be loved by God the Father. You're going to be loved by Jesus Christ and Holy Ghost. You're going to be their favorite when you expose darkness. When you bring light, you're going to be their favorite. Hey, I'd much rather them like me than you. And I love you. Help us, God. I just want to lead us in a repentance, prayer of repentance. Father, I repent for allowing complacency. I repent for allowing compromise. I repent, God, for not activating everything that Jesus Christ died for me to have in my life. I repent for not taking full hold of salvation. That was a lot. Thank you, Jesus. I ask that the blood of Jesus speak for your church. Speak for me, blood of Jesus. Speak for me. Wash me clean. Wash me clean of division. Wash me clean of prejudice. Wash me clean of racism. Wash me clean of hate. Wash me clean of impurity, God. Wash me clean. Wash me clean. And I get up. And I am what you say I am. I am a king and a priest in this earth. And I clothe myself with you. And I drive the enemy out. I drive him back. Some of the things that he's showing us is for us to pray against. Because he's trying to show us what the enemy's plans are. And we can pray against those and we can stop those things. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Praying God. I plead the blood over our president. I plead the blood over him and his family, God. And I ask that the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God would dwell in him. I ask you, Father, to enlighten the eyes of his understanding, God. I pray for him, Father, that you would, that you would fulfill your purpose for his life in this nation, God. And that we would stand with Israel. That we would not let anything or anyone come between us and Israel. That we would stand with them. Uh, no matter what. No matter what happens. That we stand with Israel. Put that in him, God. Don't let that come out of him, God. Don't let him divide that land. In the name of Jesus. And we push back the darkness. We push back the darkness. We push back the darkness.
we can do it. All we have to do is access what Jesus did. That's all we have to do. I don't have to go fight him like that. Jesus did it. Not say we don't have warfare, but it's not what Jesus did. Jesus did it. Now, I just, I don't know, he ain't coming in here. Back off. In the name of Jesus, get out of my house. And you tell him to get out of your house. And when that authority rises up in you, guess what? He's going. He doesn't have a choice. The word says to submit to God and resist the devil. And he will flee. We want to live our own life and resist the devil. And he don't go nowhere. But when I submit to God and I submit to authority, I submit then I resist, and he has to go. He has to go. He has no choice because he cannot win over you. He cannot win over you. So help us, God. Help us become who you died for us to be. And I believe that we are, and I decree that in the name of Jesus that we rise up and we take the winnings of God and we enforce the winnings of God throughout this land. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I was listening to Pastor Kilpatrick. I was talking about it earlier, and he said something that stuck with me. He said... Uh, Holy Spirit's wonderful and great, and, you know, he, he is. But he said, in these last days, we're going to need angels. That's how dark it's going to get. He said, you're going to need angels. Angels are the power, he said, of heaven. And that God spoke to him in 2019 when he said it's going to get dark. And he said, my church is going to need angels in this time. In front of them, beside them, behind them. So just to walk out the door. And prophecy is not to scare you, it's to prepare you. It's to prepare us to know the times, what's going on. See, we're kind of shielded. I was bragging about CrossFit to somebody the other day. We're just kind of, you know, we don't. I know there's stuff out there, but we're. <laughs> No, they can't, Michelle and them, you know, they can't go to church, can't go to the beach, can't, you know, it's real closed. So, God, we just thank you today, Lord, for this convicting word, this conviction that's being released on your people, God. And, Shannon, if it's okay, we'd like to pray for you for, for a, anointing of protection over you. But that word she just said, me and you talked about, Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. But I would like to anoint you with oil before you go back. She leaves tomorrow going back to Milwaukee. So um, you don't mind you come here. And uh, tonight at 6 at the prayer center, we're going to just have fellowship to kind of um, spend time with her and Keely and welcome, welcome them. So everybody's welcome. Bring some chip and deal for something. Amen.
Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.